Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Racism in society and the very selective way the media covers it. Plus, Colin Kaepernick gets a deal with the NFL, while in Major League Baseball, a whole lot of free agents are still without their own deals as spring training is now underway. It's all here, so like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, well, let's start off with the first thing that I mentioned on uh, the opening. Racism in society, our society, and the very selective way the media chooses to cover it. You know, quite frankly, it is freaking disgraceful. Absolutely, it, it, it is filled with such agenda It sickens me. It embarrasses me. It really, really does. It embarrasses me. You know, I grew up, uh, uh, I'm a kid, you know, a a product of the 60s, okay? I remember sitting in, in, in my sixth grade class reading about, you know, James Hood and and Evelyn, I believe it's Evelyn Malone, the two black people, the first two black students breaking the color barrier at the University of Alabama. And I, I remember them being met by George Wallace. I remember the dogs and the fire hoses on, on African Americans back then. I remember Selma. I remember all of that. I remember Dr. King being assassinated. I remember all of that. And then we have this business today. And the business, I mean, those stories were terrible, horrible stories that needed to be covered, that needed to be put out there. But here's what I'm coming to the conclusion of today when I say racism in society and the selective way the media covers it. I should say it's not just racism, but it's on a lot of things. But media, they have their own agenda. I, I've seen it in, in the world of sports. But sports is sports. This is altogether something else. Media has their own agenda in a whole lot of areas. Not everybody, but a whole lot of places. And, and the way it is today, especially with social media, it's disgusting. 
And, you know, one of my cases in point here is the Jesse Smollett story. Okay? Now, I don't know what the hell is going to happen by the time you hear this, because from the time I tape it to the time you get it is two days later. But as of this very moment, Jesse Smollett, the Empire actor, the African-American gay man who, who claimed uh, he was attacked uh, with racial taunts and homophobic taunts and uh, a, a rope put around his neck. Again, I'm not saying fact because nothing has been solidified or validated. But all the signs, signs as we speak point to, point to this being a hoax that he set it up, that Smollett himself set it up. Here's what angers me. And I said this, if you remember, I've said this. I want this, I wanted it, the story to be true. When I say I wanted it, the story to be true, I, I certainly didn't want some man having to suffer these um, terrible acts upon him. I didn't want, I didn't want Jesse Smollett to suffer that. But I wanted it to be true as opposed to being a hoax. Because if it is indeed a hoax, it's going to incite more hatred than if it was true. And, and let me explain why. Because if it's a hoax, then it feeds the fire of the yahoos out there. The, the, it, it, it feeds the fire, the frenzy to the homophobes uh, and the racists out there. To say, see, this is what you get. But the, what, what pisses me off is that the media eats up this shit when it's ugly. The media eats up, oh man, racist, black, white, hate. It eats it up because it sells. It's ugly and it sells. When, when, when this story with Jussie Smollett, when it first came out, front page, national story, everybody jumped on it. Not only did everybody jump on it, but people couldn't get, they couldn't get out of each other's way fast enough to get to Twitter and offer their opinions. I mean, everybody, everybody had something to say on this. I mean, there was nobody who didn't have something to say. Cory Booker, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, Al Sharpton, who quite frankly has got some set of balls when he talks about this, he of Tawana Brawley fame, even Trump, everybody, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is terrible, instead of maybe saying, if indeed this happened, it's terrible, because have we not learned anything? Have we not learned anything about Rush? To judgments in our society?
But when it was Jesse Smollett being victimized, allegedly victimized, it was front page. Like, yes, you know, when I was looking at the Sunday Times this past weekend, and with, they're talking about a hoax, and 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 he hires two black guys that he knew, who one was was an extra on, on Empire. It was on page twenty-four in the Times, Sunday's Daily News. It was on page twenty-two, Monday's paper. It wasn't even in either one of the papers, but when it was front and center against a black gay man, whoa. But now that it's the other way, allegedly, possibly the other way, well, now we're going to back off. We're going to back off the story. In fact, you you can tell, I don't want to say people are pissed off that, this didn't happen to Jesse, but it's almost like, you know, yeah, you know, this is what, it's almost like they're annoyed because Jesse, Jesse Smollett can't be a victim of Donald Trump's America. And God knows you people know I don't stick up for Donald Trump. It's disgusting. I mentioned this. I mentioned this um, on de- December thirtieth, the thirty-first. Poor little girl, Jasmine Barnes. I- I've mentioned this on on a previous podcast. Jasmine Barnes was a seven-year-old little girl sit- sitting in her car along with her mom and three sisters driving. She was shot to death. Seven years old. It shouldn't happen to anybody. Anybody's family. She was shot to death. Because somebody shot into their car. Somebody shot into their car. One of the sisters, witnesses said it was a red pickup truck. The 15-year-old sister of the 7-year-old who was tragically killed. And if you remember the story, I think Shaquille O'Neal paid for the funeral. Or I know offered to pay for the funeral of the little girl. But... It was a national story because they said, the 15-year-old sister said, it was a red pickup truck. We looked in, I made eye contact with the shooter. Could look at his eyes, his blue eyes. He was white, either with a hood or a beard. White guy. So it was a hate crime. National story. All over the news radio, TV, front pages. Less than a week later, it wasn't, in fact, a white guy. It was two black guys. You never heard about the story again. You never heard about the story again. And don't get me wrong, no family... Should no family should have to suffer what that little girl's family suffered an innocent child being killed by a shooter into a car? But somebody said 
the sister said it was a white guy. Now, I'm sorry, heartbroken for the family, but I don't give a shit. That's not right. Nobody, oh, I guess they were upset, so they made a mistake. You're buying that? How about if it was the reverse? And I almost hate saying this because now, you know, then you can spin it any which way it was one. How about if a white person said, no, it was a black person that shot in the car when it was a white person? What kind of national uproar would we have? But you see, once it became two black guys, well, well, that happened. So, you know, yeah, it happens far too often in urban America. How many innocent little black young children are, are shot and people killed by stray bullets? I can tell you the African, African-American community gets pretty pissed off about it, and rightfully so. But this just went away. Why? Because it wasn't selling the the hatred, the black-white race hatred. Media eats that shit up. I mean, it's terrible. I find this whole thing disgusting. Absolutely sickens me. Really. I've lived through a lot of stuff in this country. I've lived through the whole civil rights movement. I've had friends whose whose parents marched, black friends. I I get it. But when I see this stuff and the way the media covers it, and, and again, nobody wants to be right. They just want to be first. That's the problem with this country now, and it's the problem with the media, electronic and print. Screw Screw being right. Let's just make sure we're first. When I started my career in Toronto as a sportscaster, my very first news director said, make sure if your mother says she loves you in our business, you got to check it out and validate the story. Now, I had no qualms. (laughs) I had no thoughts that mom didn't love me but I got the message loud and clear in this business you better damn sure be right before you just go out half cocked and start spewing bullshit because something sounds terrible let's be outraged and if this is true if this is a hoax this Jesse Smollett I hope he never works a damn day again I mean, the creator of Empire, the show that that he's been on, Lee Daniels. We're talking about a brilliant guy here. Lee Daniels, you know, uh, directed Precious. um, What the hell? uh, Directed and and produced it. Directed um, Precious, the butler. Lee Daniels is an African-American gay man. When he initially heard this and spoke, I mean, I watched it and it broke my heart. When he heard what happened initially, 
the initial report on Jussie Smollett. And it, you, you can see how it ripped his insides out. I mean, not only is he black, he's also gay, the same as Jussie Smollett. So look what, look what this, if this is true, look what has happened here. All these people who came to his aid, he sets them all up for attacks. From the sides that want to attack. See, I told you so. See, there this and there that. It's terrible. If this is true, I want to see the same outrage. Show me the same energy. Let, let, let's see. Do you think we're going to get it? I don't. All the people who were outraged when this happened, all in the politicians and the media people alike, when everybody was outraged, are we going to get, oh, shit, I was wrong. I really fucked up this time. You going to get that? You're not going to get that. You know, again, everybody wants to be right. And racism and hatred sells. I, I remember years and years ago, I was interviewing Don King about boxing, you know, and he readily admitted Black and white, you get a black fighter and a white fighter, hey, baby, it sells. We're going back, way back. Go back to Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling. Max Schmeling wasn't a Nazi. He happened to be German, part of, you know, moron Hitler's white Aryan race. But boy, they made it. <laughs> they sure. Boy, w- was that a promoter's delight? Black and white? American Nazism? Red, white, and blue against the fatherland and the Fuhrer? Racism sells, and media sells it like nobody else. Now, now, the knucklehead, uh, uh, you know, again, when I say the knucklehead, the knuckleheadedness behind this, if it's true that this was all a hoax, can you imagine if it's true that Smollett would have hired two black guys, black brothers, who not only did he know, but they also worked on a set, or at least one worked on a set of uh, Empire? Now, if... You're a black guy. You're going to hire two black guys to claim a racist, to perpetrate a fraud of a racist crime. That's like me coming out. I'm going to hire two guys to claim they beat me up spewing anti-Semitic remarks and hate. And I'm going to hire two orthodox Hasidic Jews, Lubavitches with the long beards and the black coats and the black hats and the the, the curls and the payas. Am I going to hire them? I mean, it's not only is it moronic and terrible, it's it's like the gang that can't shoot straight. I want to see how the media 
covers their ass on this shit. That is what I'm really anxious to see. Because the way the media has covered this is disgraceful. And then you got Al Sharpton saying, oh, no, we got to wait. Yeah, if, 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 if Smollett, if they're wrong, then, that, you know, same bad stuff should be happening to them. You, you know, they should be prosecuted. But let's just wait till we get all the facts in. Yeah, this is coming from Al Sharpton. One of the ringleaders in that whole Tawana Brawley fiasco 30 years ago. Man, oh man. People don't have a conscious conscience. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But again, media, like I say, Race, I, I, as I said, opening racism in society and the very selective way the media covers it. The, the media needs to be looking at the in the mirror, take a good hard look at itself right now, because what has gone on has been disgraceful. And there's also agendas on other things like the Colin Kaepernick situation. You know, I'm not getting into the kneeling. I'm, I'm not, you, you know, the, we all know about Colin Kaepernick. We all know about the National Football League. We all know about the kneeling. And and Colin Kaepernick was brought suit along with Eric Reed, his teammate, when they were with, together at the 49ers, brought suit against the NFL claiming collusion. So now they reach a settlement that gets announced, and the settlement both parties say the settlement is confidential. It's a confidentiality agreement. Neither side will talk about it. But, of course, there's a source that says Kaepernick, you know, is going to get between or is getting between 60 and $80 million. Again, everybody's got a source. Now, I don't know if that source is the source is true, not true. But then people are saying even just because there's a settlement – let alone the money involved, that just proves that the National Football League, you know, knows that they were guilty. That doesn't prove shit about them being guilty. We're talking about a multi-billion dollar business. There are 32 owners, all are billionaires. Their teams are worth billions. So and and this whole ugly sordid affair with with the kneeling is something that the NFL has just wanted to go away from the time it occurred. So rather than have this go on and on and now we're going to go into the courts and we're going to have a whole lawsuit about this it, it it's got nothing to do with the merit of being right or wrong. The NFL said, screw this. Again, I don't know what the numbers are, but the NFL would say, whatever the number is, screw this. This is bad PR. We don't need this shit. Let's get rid of it. Let's wipe our hands, wash our hands with it, be done with it, say bye-bye, so long, farewell. Let this go away. And it'd be worth 60 to 80 million if those numbers are true, to make it go away. There are 32 owners in the league. Think about it, folks. 
32 owners in the league. All right? If it's $60 million, okay? If, if it's $60 million and you divide it by the 32 teams, that would be $1.875 million per team. As Ralph Cramden might say on the honeymooners, a mere bag of shells, especially to these billionaires. And if it was $80 million, it's $2.5 million. A mere bag of shells. Let's make this go away. The PR, we don't, we don't need a court situation with everybody writing about it, talking about it. Let's just make it go away. So, from a from a business pan a business point of view, NFL thought, "Hey, this makes sense. Let's make it go away. Let let's reach a deal. Boom, be done with it." But there are people out there. Ah, let's. It goes to show you that the NFL knew. Uh, as LeBron James, oh, bunch of old white men with slave mentality. Yeah, let, let's do that. Okay? Let's do that. Bunch of old, right? Old white men with a slave mentality. So they made their deal, so they bought their way out of it. Because that's what those people want to sell. I mean, that's it. That's what those people want to sell. Doesn't mean it's true. You know, like I've, I've said this many times, you can have your own opinions. You can't have your own facts. Facts are facts. Don't, don't use your opinions as fact. Okay? Don't use your opinions as fact. But, well, you know, moving on to baseball, while Colin Kaepernick um, has his deal with the National Football League, a lot of spring training is underway, and a lot of high-priced, high-talented free agents still don't have their deals. A lot of people are pissed off about it. Well, Major League Baseball players are pissed off about it. As of this time, as I'm chatting with you, Bryce Hopper and uh, Manny Machado still don't have deals. But so do a whole lot of other people don't have deals. And, you know, you had heard Justin Verlander say uh, a couple of weeks ago, oh, you know, with what's going on, I mean, the free agency, free agency system is broken. It's not broken. People are using, owners are using some common sense. I'm all for, I'm all for players. I'm a capitalist. I'm all for anybody, including myself, getting as much as you can. But let's look at the situation with a clear head. I got no problem with a guy like if Machado or or Bryce Harper are looking for 30, 35, even $40 million a year. I get that. But 
maybe I'll give it to you for five years. I'm not giving it to you for 10 because I got to worry what the hell I'm getting out of the back five or the back three or back four. But nobody wants to see it that way. So that's all. Oh, it's broken. The NFL, the free agency system is broken. You know, Luis Severino just re-signed for the Yankees, this young pitcher, which everybody, you know, if you're a sports fan, you're familiar with him, especially in New York, pitcher for the Yankees. Young guy, you know, arbitration uh, eligible. He chose not to do it. He chose not to go to arbitration. He chose to sign a young man, sign a four-year extension for $40 million. $10 million a year. And some of his brethren in the union are pissed off. I would have been better off going for the, the arbitration each year. Make more money. But Luis Severino... He didn't want to go through the arbitration, the process, and having a you know listen to you know because that's what arbitration is. They gotta uh, they gotta talk negatively about you to get their number down. People don't like going through that. Number one, and number two, Louis comes from nothing. Severino, forty million, four years, not bad. A little security there, not bad. Good for Luis Severino doing what he thought was right in his heart, taking care of himself and his family. And, and anybody wants to say that he's selfish, anybody who does that, you're just an asshole. He did the right thing for himself and his wife. That's what he chose. He doesn't need to feel guilty over people in the union, you know, Everybody's just got to stop. Everybody, I mean, it, it, it's, it's you, you know, when I hear these stories of, like, the union was a little pissed off, and, you know, why do you have to take that? You know, it's the same way, you know, like I said in the past, and I'm all for players making as much as they can. I've always supported baseball players, but wait a minute. You're always going to, like, owners collude, but agents don't collude? Agents don't speak? No, no, no. Don't have your guy sign with this because my guy can get more. If your guy gets $20 million, my, come on. Again, like I said before, <laughs> you can have your own opinions, but you can't have your own facts. That's just the way I feel about the situation. But it is what it is. The baseball season is upon us. Hopefully some warmer weather will be upon us shortly. But for the time being, folks, that is a wrap on today. I want to thank all of you for being part of this podcast. I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to get a load of you. As always, let me know your thoughts you know what we were speaking about here you can let me know on twitter at russ salzberg or on facebook you can also always visit my website real simple at russsalzberg.com my thanks to the big man always with me taking such good care of me crash aka mike caragliano 
to uh, my trusty OG Podcast Network producer, Tim Einickle, to the uh, head of the uh, OG Podcast Network, Chris Rusky, to my 77 WABC program director, thanks to Craig Schwab, to his assistant, Matt Dahl, and last but certainly not least, thanks to all of you guys and gals out there, because without you guys and gals, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. Forget about it. So until next time, it is Ira Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a good one. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.